This is Gadabout. This is a love letter to possibility and travel. Each episode, I chat with fellow travelers about the moment we book a great deal on a flight. And just like that, the magic of travel is real. I'm your host, Colleen. Today's show, we meet a veteran traveler who is not afraid of booking a flight within mere minutes of seeing a great deal. I book all of my travel that way. I book all of my travel based on whatever the deal is that pops up on my phone. And then with zero planning, we just book it and go. So that is 100%. That's Crystal Robins. She recently tweeted about snagging a fantastic flight she heard about from Scott's Cheap Flights. Intrigued, I sent Crystal a message. And a few days later, we hopped on a call. I saw on Twitter that you snagged a great deal to Hong Kong. I wonder if you could just tell me about that. Were you planning on going to Hong Kong? So I definitely wasn't planning to go to Hong Kong. I book all of my travel that way. I book all of my travel based on whatever the deal is that pops up on my phone. And then with zero planning, we just book it and go. So that is 100% of all of my travel, unless I have to go somewhere for like a wedding or something. That's the only way we travel. I love that. It's so much spontaneity. It's like, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. And when Crystal says anywhere, she means places like Italy, Alaska, St. Croix, Bahamas, even Mississippi, just because she found a great flight deal. Now, like what happens between now and September? Do you start planning an itinerary or like, what does it look like? So the spreadsheet begins immediately. (laughs) I track everything. Um, It has already begun. Now we have been to Hong Kong before Mm -hmm. um, and we're actually not even going to Hong Kong as our final destination. Like it's basically just the gateway to all of Southeast Asia. Sure. So um, we're actually going to, I think, go to Kuala Lumpur. One of my dreams has always been to go to one of those over the water bungalows. Like, you know, they have in um, like Fiji and the Maldives and stuff. Well, I found out that 30 minutes from the airport in Kuala Lumpur, they have a two bedroom over the water bungalow that rents for $200 a night. And by comparison, the ones out in the Maldives are like 1500 a night. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So this is way more accessible. Yeah. Crystal spends about 100 days a year traveling, logging about 60,000 miles a year. When she's not on a plane or in a foreign country, Crystal calls the East Coast home base. She's a process improvement engineer and a mom to eight grown kids. Crystal also loves to play poker, and somehow this didn't surprise me. She seems very comfortable with risk. From when you saw it on your email, did you sort of be like, okay, I'm going to come back to this in an hour, or was it pretty immediate? So I'm like a little bit extra in that uh, I have notifications on the Twitter accounts that I follow. So I follow three or four different, I think it's four different um, like deal sites. And so you got the notification and then you were like, sure, Hong Kong sounds great. Well, it's generally, um, I look over at whoever's near me and like, I'm like, hey, I want to go to Hong Kong. (laughs) So in this particular case, it was my mom and the three of my kids who are going with me. I just book it. But there's one little secret that a lot of people like don't even think about. If a flight originates in the United States, no matter where it goes, you have 24 hours to cancel and get all your money back. So if I find a great deal, I book it. 
I book it immediately. I book it within five minutes of seeing it. I book it. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't want it, I cancel. And, and how often does that happen that you just book it and then do you end up canceling or do you typically do you keep it? So the only time I end up canceling is usually if there's some conflict, right? Like, so I didn't know that, you know, some cousin's getting married and like, I'm going to miss it. And like, oh, okay. Or if I go to book it and then the accommodations just don't work. Like I booked a really good deal like a couple of weeks ago to St. Croix and St. Croix doesn't have chain hotels. So I can't use any points like stay for free and like lodging is really expensive and stuff like that. So like I thought about canceling that one because I was like, wow, it's going to cost money, but I didn't actually, but usually that's what it is. It's like the accommodations don't work out for some reason. Yeah. It sounds like you've been to a lot of places and you're really open to sort of going to a lot of different places. I wonder like, what does travel mean to you? For me, it, it is exploring all these new things. We're big foodies. So we want to try all these like authentic food experiences. Like that's what we plan around usually. It's more than just like the pictures you take. It's the memories. Mm. And, and the memories are never the tourist stuff. It's never the things that you went to go do. It's always the random person on the side of the street who you talked to for an hour. who was really awesome. And, you know, it's so it's. Um, It's connecting to other people in a different place, basically. Yeah, I totally feel that. That is one of the things I love about traveling too. is like, well, I think it's it's two things. It's connecting with people that live there, but then it's also connecting with fellow travelers because... You sort of you sort of meet your tribe, I think, sometimes when you're out in the world. But it, it gives yeah. me a little validation about being not so crazy too, since all my <laughs> friends think I'm crazy. But the people who are who are where I'm going, they're like, Oh yeah, I would totally have done that. You know, then, <laughs> yeah. right? So what are you looking forward to in Southeast Asia? Like what food are you looking forward to or what are you looking forward to doing? So we're excited for the uh, for the over the water bungalow. Totally. Um, my son is like totally obsessed with capybaras, and apparently they have this awesome capybara petting experience thing that we're gonna do. And then we love we love the markets in mm-hmm. Southeast Asia. Like that is probably fifty percent of our trip mm-hmm. when we go because mm-hmm. we just love to go to these little flea markets and just buy stuff and talk to people and you know eat street food and. Like it's the best. Oh man. I'm so excited for you guys. I, I think you'll have the best trip. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. So, Although it's going to be hard to beat the last one. <laughs> what was the last one? So the last one is probably the best deal I've ever gotten in my entire life, but it was on New Year's Eve, 2018, 2019. I was up and I got like a notification on my phone and it said that there was a mistake fair <gasps> on, um, on Cathay Pacific first class. <gasps> Um, and it originated in Vietnam. So not in the United States, originated in Vietnam, coming to New York and back round trip was $800 for a $32,000 flight. So I snagged it. I snagged it. And we ended up having to go twice because it originated in Vietnam. So I had to buy nesting flights to go to Vietnam and then back on the other trip. So we went once in June and once in July. What's nesting? I had the same question. Basically, it's when you book two or more itineraries in a way that they overlap. One booking is nested within the other. These nesting trips, they save money because they bypass a minimum stay requirement. And by doing that, you can access cheaper fares. 
So for this example with Crystal, that fantastic Cathay Pacific mistake fare, she got a round trip, but it was from Vietnam to New York. Let's call that flight A. In order to make the trip work, Crystal had to book a second round trip flight. We'll call that flight B. And this flight was from New York to Vietnam. And it was inside the dates of flight A. Basically, she got to go to Vietnam twice. I have never flown international first class ever. And it was the most swank thing I have ever done in my life. What was it like? What was First Class International like? So it was remarkable. On Cathay Pacific, they have only six pods in First Class, and they're all like little apartments. Mm -hmm. You have not only your seat, but you also have a seat for guests. You have um, a full-size table that's probably like 20-something inches wide, and they put a tablecloth on it. And the bed lays completely flat and it's, it's such a wide seat. Like I can't even tell you how wide it is. It is probably two airline seats together with, they have fresh flowers, fresh flowers and a little vase in your pod. I mean, we were so spoiled. I've never been so spoiled in my entire life. I I wonder if like when you snag a really great deal, like a deal like that, or, or even this one you have coming up, like, how does that impact the vibe for the rest of the trip I mean for us it was like the story that we told right to everyone you know they were like oh you know what made you decide to come here like well funny you should ask you know so it was this like crazy story and then the other thing is that when there's a mistake fare like that the airline has the right to revoke it yeah it was three and a half days because it was a holiday weekend so it was three and a half days that we waited because lots of people booked these fairs um, that we waited to see if Cathay would um, revoke it, which they have every right to do. And then they posted on their Twitter, you know, that they were aware of the mistake. And they basically said like, our bad, and we are excited to welcome all of you in first class. It was, it was customer service at its finest. Like, I can't even tell you, like, it made me have such a love for Cathay Pacific. (laughs) You don't even know. I think they did the right thing because they took like a hit up front, but they've created these really loyal customers, I'm sure, that are like... So true. It's and, so true. I mean, like I ended up like getting status on their airline and everything because yeah. of all the flights I've flown with them since then because I was like, wow, oh, I've never been treated so well in my life. Um, when you get back, if you want to talk about your trip or or whatever, please email me. I'd love to ca- catch back up on the other side of this. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I really so appreciate the time you took and it was really, really nice meeting you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Gadabout. Next episode, we meet a thrift store aficionado who just booked her first, her very first spontaneous flight deal. She's off to Alaska in just a few weeks. <laughs>